Good morning, football. Good morning, morning fantasy. fantasy. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, buddy. We are here, my broskies. Good to oh, see yeah, y'all. Baby. You know what I'm saying? What's happening, Jordan? Dariel? Morning. Morning. Good know, morning. I'm just holding strong. Second place is kind of... It could take first. Kind of nice, man. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's a different view from uh, from from down below, you know. Tony beats me, and I put up a dud. You could take first, bro. Take first is coming slowly but surely. We're gonna take that first place spot. Yeah, bro. That's Yo, Tony. Uh, you need this dub, bro. You need this dub. I need this dub for sure, man. It, it's um, I've had like just a rough couple weeks, man. Where like I'm putting up points, but I'm just going <laughs> against two other, you know, that literally my last two weeks, yeah. I put up really good points. I probably pretty much would have beat everybody in the league. Um, it's just the two guys that I went against, man. Their teams just snapped. Like I, mm. for everybody out there, if you were a victim of Tyreek Hill's bonkers game, so was I. That shit was tough. I scored mm-hmm. like 180 something fantasy points, and typically that's enough to win a week. Um, <laughs> not last not week. this week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The week before, I think I put up yeah. like 170 something, which is typically in our league. You know, given our, we have a very competitive league, it's only 18 league. It took a bunch of buddies at work. Um, that usually wins you a week too, but not that week either. So it's been tough, man. I, I and just to kind of like finish my rant on my last four weeks, really. Um, I drafted Tyreek Hill. I mean, um, Zeke Elliott. And Zeke Elliott has been a victim of just, dude, this guy cannot get any. I haven't seen a running back have worse luck when it comes to his blockers in, in a long time. Dude, he's mm-hmm. lost third and fourth stringers. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, these guys are, it's, it's not a Zeke problem. It's literally just the Cowboys, man, have had the worst luck when it comes to their old line and shit. Um, you know, and I, I, I traded for Mixon, and he's been hurt all year. So it's just been my only really, I drafted Lamar Jackson, which we're going to get into later. So, going in like my team week one was beautiful you know what i mean still good bro it's still a good team yeah but then that's you know where injuries and this is what makes fantasy fantasy football so great and we're also going to talk about that right bro like our playoff strategies is Mm -hmm. that your team will always look different by the time you get to the playoffs you know what i'm saying anyways bro jordan kick us off bro give us the uh you know let the people know what we're gonna be covering and let's get this thing rolling bro we're gonna start off with our start and sit so as always um and then we're gonna break into the game plan for the playoffs moving into the playoffs as this is most people's last week till the playoffs some people maybe have uh, a couple more weeks depending on how your league set uh then we're gonna give you our locks of the week for each position uh and then we're gonna break into a 60 second hot seat um and give you our most overrated players uh in fantasy football this year who we think is the most overrated player at least uh so let's start it off and this is where kind of where tony was talking about and we'll start it off with zeke elliott uh start sit i was wondering what y'all think about zeke you know is he uh, are you starting him this week against baltimore or are you sitting him uh for me bro he's a he's a sit against um against that team this week for sure it's just and again i just touched on it bro he ain't got nobody to block for him man i mm-hmm. i I would sit him. I sat him uh, when I did have him before me and you did the trade for him. Um, I sat him, I think, a week, two. And, I mean, he did all right. He scored, like, mm-hmm. 12, 13 points. But it wasn't, like, the first five, six weeks that I had Zeke when he was putting up, like, 20-something, even in trash games. Like, remember that game? He had to two fumbles, still put up, like, 16 points. Oh, yeah, like Exactly. Um, so, I mean, for me, I'm definitely sitting him, man. I don't like the matchup. And it sucks because he's an RB1 that you have to treat like an RB3 the rest of the season based on the matchup because he has no one no no tough matchups too the matchups are tough but he's got no old line i mean i'd rather cuz again you know the playoffs are next week i'd rather sit him this week just to see what they're going to do the adjustments are they going to maybe throw him the ball more like what are they going to do mm-hmm. cuz they've had a week to practice and then you know depending on what you see or what you think you can see this week then you'd be like, you know what, RB3 or not. I mean, Zeke Elliott ain't a bad RB3 or even a flex, really. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would sit him this week to see what they're going to do, what they're going to, how they're going to adjust the O-line, shit like that. And then I'd be, you know, depending on what I see, I'd be like, all right, fuck it. He's my flex the rest of the way, mm-hmm. you know? What about you, Dale? Yeah, with me, it depends, man. It depends. But with um with Zeke, he's such an elect- electric, fi- electric flying pl- player. So all it takes is just one play. Like, even though he had a bad outing last week, um, going up against... Um, um, who's he going up against this week? Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore, bro. He's going up against Baltimore. Tough, um, that's a tough matchup. Bro. It is a very tough matchup. I think Zeke, um, personally, I, I, I would flex. I would, I would put him as my flex. I wouldn't bench him because um, I know um, that offense definitely is going to need him. 
right? So uh, he's gonna give them. He's gonna give you guys maybe minimum. In my personal opinion, he's gonna give you give your team minimum ten to fifteen points today, right? Even um, even if you look Zeke in the last in the last two weeks, um, he'll give you a good game and then he'll have a very subpar game, right? So I, I've never Zeke has never given you consistently back to back terrible outings, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this week, even though he's going against a very tough defense, he's gonna. Um, He's not going to give you 20 points like he, he normally does. He's going to give you maybe 10 to 15. So I will flex him. I will flex him this week. I'll, I'll take the risk and flex and flex Zeke. Well, it I mean, depending on who you have yeah. uh, as, other, as your other running backs. Of course. But, I mean, he's had a couple of back-to-back, in my, in my opinion, from what I can remember, at least, of you know, mm-hmm. subpar fantasy weeks. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I, I agree with you in the fact that his he's still Zeke. He's still that guy that can can turn it up and, and give you yeah. 20, 30 points, uh, you know, on a, in a game if it goes his way. So uh, I, I would still start him. I mean, if you have the option to flex him, um, then obviously put him as your flex if you are yeah. deep at running back like that. But I, I'm still starting him. I don't think there's many running backs out there with the upside that he gives you especially mm-hmm. as like an rb2 or a flex so i mean i'm starting him too i 100 agree with you yeah yeah, yeah it's just- tough man uh, baltimore is good i mean look look at that uh, well i don't know i was about to say look what look at that game against the steelers the steelers are mm-hmm. you know a lot better than than the cowboys this year um even just out of health honestly mm-hmm. um and dude they they pretty much put a fucking they like they they almost won that game with a third string quarterback is what i'm trying mm-hmm. to say so that defense is really good man so I don't know, man. I think you guys are taking a lot of risk by going with Zeke this week. I mean, if there's not a lot of better options in my head as well, but at the same time, with you got to go with the guy that could give you that upside. You know, mm-hmm. like he could yeah. come out there. He's a guy, the guy that could take the screen to the house. You know, I think they need to utilize him more in that mm-hmm. area as well. Like you saw in the not last week, but the week before when he took that screen on the goal line like that. They got to run a lot more of that because one percent scared to get hit. He'll run through these guys to get that touchdown. Mm-hmm. They really gotta, they got to feed Zeke exactly. Ex- no, I agree, man. But like that's the thing, though, man. Like. We haven't seen uh, Mike McCarthy is not a feed Zeke or even feed his running back type of dude, man. He never has mm. been. So I feel like that's what you have going against, you know, because I feel like any other coach, like whenever your team is this, this mangled, right? Like, especially mm. the O-line, buddy, you run that ball 30 times. Like we are going to fucking run the shit out of this ball 30 times. Whether we mm. get, you know, 80 yards on 30 carries, they'll start set up play action because when you have a bad O-line, a lot of times a bad O-line isn't very good, especially in the in the past, like the pass game, because that's where there's a lot of communication between the linemen, who's going to pick up the blitzer, things like that. There's a lot that happens on a pass play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on a run, on a run play, it's just, you know, they, they have their assignments and they've been doing that since college. They're mm-hmm. like, cool, I'm pulling, going to knock out the fucking, you know, the, the, the linebacker to push him out, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying to open up the A-gap, whatever. It's a lot easier for a line that just got patched together to run the ball than to pass the ball 45 times. Mm -hmm. And that's the one knock to Mike McCarthy that I've seen is that this O-line is so bad, especially that first game with Danucci. Dude, Danucci threw the ball like 40 times. Mm. Like, why would you do that to some guy Uh, that got drafted seventh round? I agree so, with you there, but I still think I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. I still think there's the upside with him, and and, and I do. One hundred percent. You know, Baltimore's defense may not be all there this week too. So I still, mean, still, man, they're still better than than their second stringers are better than the fifth stringers they're going against in fucking mm-hmm. and Mike McCarthy's ass that doesn't like to run the ball a lot. Uh, I mean, in my I, humble opinion, man, I still that's think too much he risk. gives you. I think he gives you a solid, solid ten points. You know, one hundred percent. And I think for that reason, you go with him. Yeah, that, and that's what I and that's what I see. Also, I feel like. Um, into this game against Baltimore, um, especially with Andy Dalton being back and everything like that, the offense is start, starting to uh, get going. So Andy Dalton is going to find Zick for those easy dump offs, and he's mm-hmm. going to give you maybe five to ten yards. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I've this, like the, the Cowboys are still there. They're still there to to make a push um, to win that NFC division, the NFC division, right? So um, there, Jerry Jones definitely wants to at least get a shot at. Uh, he I, hates I, losing. He does not want to lose. One hundred percent, man. I mean, I, I don't know, bro. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it's too much for me. Like, if I'm gonna bank for like a floor of like ten points at this point, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather take a shot at somebody that could possibly, you know, boom. Like, I would go JD McKissick this week over fucking Zeke, and that just sounds crazy, you know, just the two names. But like, I, I go McKissick because I like the game flow. Um, you know what I mean? I, I don't know, bro. That's I, I, kind of where I'm at with it, man. I wouldn't start him though. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I hear you. I I I, I, I disagree, but that's fine. Let's go. Uh, let's go on to the next one. Who you who you got? Um, for me, I'm gonna go with my start sit. Like I'm I'm starting. We'll stay in the same matchup, man. Mm. Um, J.K. Dobbins for me. Mm. I'm going J.K. Dobbins all day. Um, I think he's gonna resume his workout workhorse role that he's pretty much carved away. I mean, honestly, man, we've all watched Baltimore games all year. He's been the best running back there since week one. Um, I think part of Baltimore's, I have been saying it all year, especially when we talk at work, I think part of their problem is that they've been trying to do this. Like, they've been trying to feed three guys, bro. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, I get it. And you want to keep this. They're all good running backs or whatever. But, dude, Ingram's been hurt. Gus is good, but he's good for, like, goal line situations. Like, those guys aren't explosive as Dobbins. No, you know what I mean? I for agree. me, dude, just go Dobbins. They should have been going Dobbins, I'd say, at least by week four. They should mm-hmm. it should have been Dobbins show mm-hmm. the rest of the way. Especially with Ingram being hurt. Even even when Ingram wasn't hurt though, y'all, he didn't look like the Ingram of last year. I don't know if he maybe lost a step. I don't know if maybe Baltimore's old line. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. a play calling, but those guys didn't look right. And the only bright spot in that backfield to me was JK Dobbins. So for me, I'm starting the hell out of him this week because one. I think the Cowboys are just, man, they're, too, again, they're so hurt, bro, on both sides of the ball that I don't think, that, dude, look, to me, I'll tell you right now, to stop rambling, Gibson, what Gibson did on, on Thanksgiving is literally, I don't think, I don't think Dobbins will have a game that big, no. but I think that's how suspect that run defense is. So I think that's why Dobbins will put up, you know, I'm definitely, I'm going to go with like, you know, 100, 120 yards on the, on the ground. Um, and I think he scores a touchdown. To me, that's a solid fantasy week. If I can get 20 points out of Dobbins, buddy, yeah, I'm, I'm in right there. And then also, too, I mean, we don't even know what's going to happen. Quarterback situation, too. So it's definitely the game script where you're like, yeah, I think they're going to run the fuck out of the ball. They already lead the league in run attempts, in rush attempts. Like, mm-hmm. I believe they're, they're the league leaders in rush attempts. Is. That's what I'm saying. So, dude, this to me is like a possible boom of a game for jk dobbins man so he uh, starting him all day yeah, possible possible I, I i don't think he's gonna have that big of a game but I'm, I'm being biased here i think the cowboys defense is gonna is gonna shut him down uh not necessarily shut him down i mean i don't think he goes over 100 yards though maybe gets a touchdown but like you mean 100 yards on the ground or yeah 100 yards total. like total total bro are you for real right i now? don't think he's getting over 100 yards total against that defense yeah you're, that, I feel like that's the fan in you talking. It, it might be, but I don't think he is. I don't <laughs> think he is. I, mean, well, I, I, well, I think I think because I think Lamar Jackson's going to have the the big game. I think Lamar Jackson's either going to beat them in the pass attack. I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a lot on the run on the ground. I think it's going to be a Lamar Jackson type game, and I think because of that, Dobbins isn't going to be isn't going to be the guy that's this week. That's mm-hmm. my personal opinion. Can, can, you think it's a Lamar get right here? Yeah. 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 I think this Even is a Lamar he, he hasn't practiced in a while and he didn't play last week. Yeah, I don't, don't think he'll be a little rusty. Is, you, nope. I think this is the Lamar get game. I think the Cowboys struggle against these type of quarterbacks, and I think Lamar is going to eat us alive. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I can see where you guys are coming from. Um, with uh, Dobbins, I could definitely see where, where you're coming from, Tony, with your take about, mm-hmm. especially last week, how they did against Gibson. Um, this week, coming against uh, a pretty solid rookie. Um, just just for that share fact alone, uh, I don't think it's gonna have that big of an impact as uh, Gib- as Gibson did last week. Well, but- you're right, bro. <laughs> Most said Cowboys are trash. Sorry, Daryl. I thought that was funny because Daryl because Jordy goes like this. Mm. <laughs> Yo, Sorry, but yeah, but yeah. So, um, but at the end of the day, is he, he might still be he might still be a boom player just because of how suspect that. Cowboys are on defenses. Yeah, he could be, but I, I just think Lamar Jackson's gonna be a Lamar Jackson show personally. We'll get to that. It could later. be a Lamar and Dobbins show. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, bro. Who's next on the list, my broski? Yeah, who you got, bro? Yeah, who's your start sit there? So my who's start. Sit. So this week I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start um, Raheem Mostert just because um, this is his second game back uh, for that San Fran offense. Um, he's he's his presence out there is definitely needed, right? And also um, getting back uh, Richard Sherman last week, you can you can definitely see um, both of their impact on that team offensively and defensively. You do, it just changes changes the dynamic. Um, um, Richard Sherman last week, first game back, had an interception. Um, Raheem Mostert first game back last week, he also had a touchdown. He had a fumble, but that's just that's just rust being being out for five games. Uh, so I think um, just shaking off that rust last last week. This week is going to have a 
a major impact, especially going up against uh, that, that Buffalo that Buffalo defense. So um, he easily which is me, very very beatable on the run, bro. Very mm-hmm. definitely beatable. So I'm uh, right here most of this with his quickness and elusiveness. I would definitely start start like start that. against that um, Buffalo defense. Um, I, I say a projection maybe 15 to 20 points, right? And that's on the low end. Mm-hmm. And then wow. I'll, I'll, I'm sitting Todd Gurley this week. I just don't trust Todd Gurley, but I, I, got I have to. Yeah, I have to start starting this week because right now I, it's a toss up between Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell. So I just choose uh, Todd Gurley just to um, protect myself, just to give myself just a little. He'll get those goal lines. lines right. Like if they get on the goal yeah. line, he'll get there. Exactly. And it's not the same time like they played them before. Like it's going to be a different type of game because it's, it's Hill, Taysom Hill as a quarterback there, right? One hundred percent. If you watch Atlanta last week on their defense, if their defense plays that good, it's going to be a lot better of a game, bro. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. So um, hopefully. Um, that's that's what happens today. Um, that Atlanta offense just fire, is firing from every from all cylinders, mm. right? So um, as of right now, I have uh, Raheem Mostert as a start until so Gurley is sit. I like that. You know who I'm sitting this week too, y'all, to, to kind of finish the running backs is because mm-hmm. um, I know Gallman's been a very bright spot. You know, um, for the last honestly since he started, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing. The funny thing is they brought in uh, is it Tevin Coleman they brought in right. Um, when when um, what's his name went down no, with that injury? No, no, no. Devontae Freeman. De- sorry, Devontae Freeman. I knew it was one of those ex Atlanta running backs. Uh, Devontae Freeman comes in and they signed him. But dude, it's crazy. And I, I get they probably did it at a depth, but they started mm. him though. And he was. What I'm, he go ahead, he go was ahead, playing bro. well. I'm saying yeah, he was playing well. He was, but to me, Gallman still seemed like the better the better running back man. Like I think mm-hmm. it's the second year there. He knew the offense like. I just don't understand how, especially last year too, when he came in for homeboy, they got injured. He was really good then too, because I remember streamed him a couple weeks last mm-hmm. year. Like I was like, yo, that's a fucking easy stream. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so my point is, bro, the other side of it though is that like as much as everybody like on paper, you look at the matchups where Seattle ranks against the D, blah blah. A lot of people out there are starting Wayne Gallman. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people are. A few people in our league. One hundred percent. I mean, my league, the bright side of that offense right now. Hmm. But this is the thing, y'all. I wouldn't start Gallman this week. I'm sitting him this week because I'm telling you, if we just look at the last, like, I'm going to go like the last three, maybe three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. I think Seattle's defense is like trending in the right direction. And it's not the same Seattle defense oh, on the man. first 12 oh, games of the, of the season. You know what I mean? Jamal Adams is a difference maker on that Seattle Jamal team. Adams, oh, they man. picked up homeboy from Cincinnati, which I think has done, dude, like mm-hmm. it, it turned that D, that, that D line around, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a veteran, dude. Um, just just everything Seattle's doing, man, they're looking like, you know, they're, they're looking like they're about to start, you know, the defense, at least on that side of the ball is like, now they're looking like a, like a, like, like a, a contender, contender, like yeah. a true mm-hmm. contender. Cause on offense, they've been a contender all year. Defense just couldn't stop anything. They did uh, just Gordon too. So they might, they getting just Gordon for the last two games of the oh. season. So come, so come off uh playoff time, wild card time, whatever, wherever game that they have it. Yeah. Okay. And, and do imagine I, I, him in the red zone. You know but that's I mean? going to be, t- it's going to be tough to like, uh, for me, for you fantasy owners, like, Josh Gordon, he's going to be tough to start week, you know. The no, year I don't mean it to start. I just mean mm-hmm. like for depth and just another red zone threat. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, dude, he's he's a, he's not a little dude, mm-hmm. man. He's a big receiver. Oh, no, no, no. And uh, I don't know, man. Pretty much to finish off, I think Gallman gets uh, – I think he has a tough game. I think Seattle is a top, like, defense now, man. And their, mm-hmm. their schedule moving forward is probably one of the best. So especially, like, I know we're going to get into our defensive stuff. But if you if you guys have or if the Seattle defense is available out there, I would pick them up. Um, I decided to go Green Bay the rest of the way just because I really like that defense a lot. I think they got a lot of playmakers. But man, Seattle is probably available in a lot of leagues because mm-hmm. most people are like, oh, this defense is trash. Not this last four weeks, man. Um, this team is where it's at. So for me, I'm I'm sitting Gallman because I think Seattle is is playing great defense, and I, that's a matchup I'm staying away mm-hmm. from. Colt McCoy is supposed to be playing, Mike. Um, so I'm actually so I'm going to go back to myself here with the start. I'm going and starting Corey Davis this week uh, against the Cleveland Browns. Me I too, haven't bro. had him all year. I have not started him all year. He's been consistent all year. Except my, one game, he put up a dud. One, and uh, I'm, I'm starting him this week. Yeah, I'm putting him as, as my third wide receiver. I'm, I'm starting him, um, and uh, I think he's going to have a big game today. Yeah, so um, I'm happy this week that um, that Carolina 
Carolina Panthers offense have has a bye, so I, I could actually start Corey Davis in my mm. league. Because I've been dying to start him, but it's just um, who do I bench? Do I bench McLaren? Mm. Do I bench um, 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 Evans? So not Evans. Um, Yo, who's got us in the background? Oh, that's me. <laughs> Turn it down, bro. Yeah, so um, I Keenan Allen. So it's either can kill Keenan Allen, um, McLaurin, and then my flex. And usually my flex, I, I'll have uh, DJ Moore in there or um, Curtis Curtis Samuel, right? Mm-hmm. So now both of those guys are out. So now I have the opportunity to at least test out Corey Davis in my in my starting lineup. I know I'm going to get minimum ten points out of uh, mm-hmm. from from him. You know, that's I what agree. he's been doing all season. I agree. I, um, I think he's going to have a big game today. Yeah. What Corey Davis? I don't know, man. Cleveland's good, y'all. Mm-hmm. I think Cleveland is a really, really good defense. I guess what is it that you guys are seeing matchup wise that Corey Davis is going to be to start there? You know what I mean? I just I, honestly, I just I, he's been having consistently good games. So even I against tough defenses, in, even against tough defenses, like he's yeah. even put up a good game against Indianapolis. He's put up a good game, you know, I, I, he, consistently. Like I said, all freaking year, minus one game, and, and that and one game I think, I think it was after COVID. And I think this game, I think Cleveland's going to really try and focus on Brown, which they should. And I think it's going to open up a lot for Corey Davis. And 100%. I think he's going to eat today. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. Mm-hmm. It's it's risky. It's definitely a risky start, man. But I mean, it's, I mean, starting them. for We're most people, that. You, 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 I mean, if you, you got him. You have Derrick Henry. Him, I, think, I think you'd be stupid not to flex him if you could today. Yeah, for Truthfully. sure. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you All for right. sure. What's next yeah. on the agenda, bro? Nah, we're going to go into our game plan for the playoffs. Uh, so we'll start with you, Tony. Uh, we'll go Daryl and we'll go mm-hmm. to myself. So what do you, what's your game plan going into the playoffs, bro? All right, bro. So basically, just so everybody gets the context of, you know, obviously my playoff game plan was obviously I touched on it when we first opened it, the show. Um, you know, my team was, I was so in love with my team when I drafted him. I was mm-hmm. like, yo, this team's solid, man. Especially where I drafted at, you know. Um I, I think, you know, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have took Lamar Jackson too early, but apparently I wasn't the only one. Apparently most leagues took him third round just because of his rushing, uh, you know, just the, the, the fact that he can, he's he's basically like an RB2. Uh, last year, he was like an RB1, RB2 every week mm-hmm. playing quarterback. So I, I drafted him, but I think, you know, that's where Jordan got it right again. Man, he got Kyler Murray this year real deep, just like he got fucking Lamar the year before. Um, but you know what, man? My playoff strategy is obviously with, you know, I traded for Mixon because I needed another running back. I had Zeke. Um, you know, I picked up uh, James Robinson. I picked up Jefferson. I had Keenan Allen that I traded to, to Darrell for Mixon, which honestly mm-hmm. I thought was a really good trade um, until Mixon's been hurt all year. Um, mm-hmm. I traded Zeke for Cooper Cup, you know, to Jordan, um, which so far is looking all right. But Cooper Cup had a shit game last week. So. Let me just give you all the context. So what, or sorry, the strategy now. So what I basically what I've been doing since about week, I'd say about week 10, week 11 is when I start. Like I said, well, just before, when was our, um, our, uh, our deadline? Week 11? November 20th. Yeah, like a couple weeks ago. November, yeah. November, so whatever, whatever that was. Yeah, I think it was week yeah. 12, right? So week 11 or week 12. So I was like, you know what, man? I was like, my team is, uh, is definitely good. But as the season progressed with injuries and just everything's happening, obviously rookies that are popping like Jefferson, Chase Claypool, mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks already merging, um, which is funny because I drafted Brandon Cooks like super late, then dropped him and acquired him back on a trade. Um, but anyways, man, my strategy moving forward was just given the fact that like I've had pretty much just good good names like we're talking like first top three round names just do shit basically mm-hmm. shit the bed right so my strategy moving forward is like every move that i'm gonna make even if i lose some games on the way which i pretty much have <laughs> but i haven't really been too too upset about it because i've been planning this every move that i made to week 14 which is next right. week my playoff strategy literally was like you know what i'm gonna put the best possible players that i have left on my team and honestly man i know some players don't like it but i was like you know what i'm gonna play matchups the rest of the way i mean i have my set it and forget it lineup Mm -hmm. but i i started thinking about this lineup three weeks ago i was like yo if i can acquire this guy in a trade he's starting week 14 if i can get this guy back week 14 same thing Mixon is coming back next week and he's got Mm -hmm. a perfect get right matchup i think it's cowboys i think bro like imagine Mixon's first game back against the Cowboys. Yeah, like, I know, but that, but that, I think Joe Burrow going down is going to hurt him more. They're going to run the ball even more, Maybe, though. But, that's what I'm saying. So look, bro, that's what I'm saying. See yeah, what he's I mean? so scary. He's so it scary. is, but it's still Joe Mixon against a pretty banged up Cowboys team. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a starter. James Robinson's, uh, I think his matchup next week. 
So literally, I've been I put all my marbles, y'all, to win week 14. Like if I don't win week 14, then I'm out of the playoffs, mm. obviously. But like that was my <laughs> whole thing. I was like, dude, I have to get a team together. So that way, when I get to that week 14, man, it's like I'm trying to put up like 220 points week mm -hmm. 14, dude. And that's what I planned. I think if I go and look at my, my starting lineup right now, I think everybody's green outside of like maybe Kelsey, but he's one of those guys. It doesn't Don't fucking matter, matter doesn't who matter they're going either. against. Don't matter. Um, but dude, I got, I mean, dude, Mixon, Dallas, like, yes, man, if I can get him right. And hopefully he comes back because he's supposed to come back next week. But if not, then it is what it is. Um, you know, I got, I got, uh, you know, Jefferson going, like he's pretty much rested away. Calvin Ridley, Randy he's rested away. Baby. Yeah, man. Cooper Cup, he's rested away. Like the Cooper Cup trade was a big mm -hmm. one for me because I know I gave up Zeke to do it. Um, which honestly, man, when we did the trade, it could have went either way. Like couple shit last week. He really was. But that's where back to what Daryl was saying. It's like, yo, with with um with San Francisco getting those players back, that's a whole other team, dude. That's mm -hmm. another team that had really bad luck with injuries. They lost mm -hmm. Bosa, Sherman. Those guys were back last week. And look what they did against um against Jared Goff and those guys, man. Like, dude, they look well, like Bosa was it back. Was he? He was I thought he was up for season, I'm pretty sure. Oh no, I'm tripping. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about the other Bosa brother. Mm. Um, the Chargers one, because I know he just got back and he had a hell of a game. Mm -hmm. But either way, I was like, they got some players back. Moster came back. Like, dude, they looked really good again. Like they mm. looked all of a sudden like an explosive team again. And I if you look at what the fuck um Goff and Cup and Woods have been doing all season. Bro, all season. Holy they throw shit. a lot. He they throw enough that he is an every week starter for sure. Bro, that in week twelve that I lost, bro, Cooper Cup had like thirty something fantasy points, mm -hmm. and so did Robert Woods. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, it's not very common that you see two the number one and number two receiver on both teams put up thirty something points. Mm -hmm. It's usually one or the other, maybe thirty no, and like no. twenty. It, like you could draft both of them and start both of them. Yes, it's yep. similar to like I feel like you could do the same with like when when things are right in Atlanta, Julio and Ridley. Like, yep. I would start those guys every week. You yep. know what I mean? So that's really, man, to not ramble on. I mean, I just said, you know what, man? Like, I've had so many fucking injuries. This, the bright spot on my team was running backs, and it turned into my weakness. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? With Mixon, Zeke, and I had Antonio Gibson, dropped him to get Jefferson. You know what I mean? So not like, bad, though. That was not a bad drop, but you should have. You could have dropped someone else. I could, that's that's what I'm saying. I, in hindsight, buddy, mm -hmm. I could have dropped T. Higgins. I could have dropped a lot of other players, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and the funny thing is when I got Gibson, actually, you know what? Let me rephrase it. I drafted Antonio Gibson. That's right. I drafted him like eighth round, dude, because mm -hmm. he's a rookie, right? Nobody saw what he was going to do. I actually drafted Antonio Gibson the first four weeks of the season. He was kind of shit. So I was like, ah, whatever. I was like, but I need a receiver. You know what I mean? So I picked up Jefferson. But either way, man, I'm mean, at the end of the day. That's my strategy is that I put all my marbles into week 14. And honestly, beyond that, I didn't just play for week 14 and I have no idea what I'm going to do week 15. Week 14, I'm going for like 200-something points. I feel like I have the best possible lineup in there. And if I win week 14, y'all might think I'm crazy, but I think I can win the league if I win this, this first, mm -hmm. nice first matchup. I really do because I love week 14, 15, and 16, dude. I'm telling y'all right now, the matchups that I have on paper okay. are so in my favor dude so but what's your strategy now going forward for for the people like today like after this week like moving forward like after the trade deadline what's your strategy going into the playoffs you know like I, as I, like, far as what bro like what like, so, look, like, give me like, a little more context like for example like you know do you have any idea like do you have any strategies moving forward after this week okay next week's the playoffs i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and this i'm gonna stock up on this and this i'm gonna you know, do you have any ideas to what you're gonna do there well that's the thing though bro mm. like like i say before like i pretty much before the playoffs started i've gotten every move i need to make like i'm mm -hmm. going packers defense the rest of the way mm -hmm. so i'm not i don't need to move that around anymore because that was a big one for me i've been streaming defenses all year you know what yeah. i mean like i didn't if i didn't have you know True. fucking baltimore or whatever y'all you, see me i've picked mm -hmm. up and i've started so many different defenses mm -hmm. right um uh, but I, I was like i finally decided cool um I'm going fucking uh you know i'm going packers it was going to be between uh green bay and um what do you call it uh uh seattle and I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go Green Bay. That's a better team, right? Um, so I went Seattle. I'm sorry, I went Green Bay. So I'm already good there. I got my linebackers that I want. Like I'm mm -hmm. going um, homeboy in um, in uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Devin White, rest of the way. Like I got Zach Cunningham starting this week, which we'll talk about later. But Devin White, he's he's the rest of the way for me, man. Mm -hmm. um, John Johnson, another one that's my start of the week on sparse safeties, but I think I'm gonna go him the rest of the way. You know what I mean? And as far as that goes, man, I just kind of figured... And then DeAndre Swift, that was another one. Like, I know DeAndre Swift not playing this week, 
but that's one that I made that trade for mm -hmm. DeAndre Swift for the playoffs. Like, mm -hmm. I knew that I wasn't going to have him too much. Obviously, once he had the concussion, we threw him around. I was like, whatever. But I know I'm getting him back for sure next week, and the matchup the rest of the way is beautiful. True. So that's really what my strategy's been all year, bro, is, or like it's the last two mm -hmm. weeks, is that, dude, I need to get ready for the playoffs. So, like, I already know my starting lineup the rest of the way. Okay. Like, I'd still one of those set in free. Unless some freak injury happens. And I'm not saying for everybody out there playing and that you know you're in the playoffs, like, uh, one thing that I saw Jordan do, which was very smart, he picked up Alexander Madison. Because I was about to pick him up because Dalvin Cook is one play away, baby. Well, that's kind of what I was saying. That's kind of where I was going with it. Because, like, for me, like, my playoff strategy moving forward, like, I obviously try to, and then this is for, like, all my leagues, because ours is kind of different because, like, we're planning for playoffs from the start, right? Because we knew everyone was making it at the time because of COVID. We did it that way, whatever. But, like, in regards to, like, other leagues as well, like 12-team leagues and stuff, I think it's very key to handcuff your key running backs. Yeah. Like, I think, like me, like, for example, I handcuffed uh, Dalvin Cook because we've seen him go down a couple times the last yep. few weeks. I'm, think, I'm thinking about handcuffing Zeke, but... Uh, you know, I, I don't know yep. about that yet, but uh, uh, you, I think if you have the roster spots available, you handcuff yeah. your running backs. Yeah, so same thing with my Taysom Hill pickup, yeah. you know what I mean? Because now mm -hmm. I got Taysom Hill or Lamar Jackson, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I'm with you. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, definitely, bro. So like, that's the thing for me, like my handcuff as far as I wouldn't even call it handcuff. It's just my literally my, my alternates, right? Taysom Hill, dude, as long as Breeze ain't there, I'll mm -hmm. start him every fucking week. Like I'm starting him this week against mm -hmm. Atlanta. I think he's going to have a fucking have crazy you're, you're going game. with Taysom Hill instead of Lamar? You better believe it. Yep. Because, dude, I know that's crazy, uh, right? I, I probably could have threw bro, him I don't know about that. But see, that's the thing, though. That's Lamar's going to eat up this defense. But I mean, he's, throwing, he's throwing for two and passing and running for two. Bro, I'm telling you right now that obviously I know we're jumping the gun again, but that's my that's one of the players we're talking about later in, in our 60-second segment. I don't want to give it away yet. But right. you know what I'm saying? Right. But that's why I'm going Taysom Hill because I think Taysom Hill against Atlanta is going to eat. But, dude, honestly, the reason I drafted Lamar Jackson in the first place is because I need this guy to run for, like, 80 yards and a touchdown every game. And he hasn't been doing that. But he's, bro, this is the matchup where you're going to be like, ah, <laughs> I think I'm telling you. I, you might be right, but I think it's the Dobbins show. But you, can't really, you can't really go wrong with, with either or. It was Lamar or Taysom Hill, you know? It's the Dobbins show this but, week, baby. Darryl, let's give give me your give me your game game plan going into the playoffs. Well, so my game plan going through a playoff, especially my ESPN league, which is a twelve, which is which is a twelve man league. Uh so what I've done is for every position that I have, I make sure I have a very legitimate um backup just in case mm. something happens, right? Uh so for my tenant position, so uh, my every week starter is Darren Waller, but I also picked up um, Eric Ebron in the waivers, right? So I'm like, yo, he's a very, he, he's a very good um, tight end too, right? Just in case um, there's a bad matchup for Waller, I can just mm -hmm. toss it. I can, I can toss Ebron in there, as well as um, I had, I had, um, had Mixon also in this league early in, early in the year, but then I traded him away. So I, I got rid of them both leagues, eh? Look at you. So I, so I go, so I traded him for, um, I think it was Mike Thomas. It was Michael Thomas, right? And then I also traded away um, Stefan Dake for Todd Gurley and um, and Olsen, <laughs> which which at the time, which at the time I should have sorry um, Todd Gurley and Jarvis Landry, right? Mm -hmm. So I traded. So that's so that's what I got back. So just because um, I had depth in receivers, uh, I already have Tyreek Hill, uh, Mike Thomas, Darren Waller. Um, so I just needed the depth in the running back. And then um, I also early in the year I traded away Allen Robinson. Uh, for Raheem Mostert, who's back and is producing. I think that was a genius move on my end uh, because I traded away maybe a receiver two, maybe on, on a good day is a receiver one for RB1, right? Uh, so now um, in terms of my depth, my team right now is stronger than than it was before. I have McKissick in my bench just in case. Um, Todd Gurley, who knows? He's always in and out of the lineup. I can throw McKissick in there and he's going to match up dependent for sure. He's going to give me minimum 10 points. Uh, so pretty much that's what I've done um, throughout so far in my league. Just make sure I have at least a pretty decent um, uh, a pretty a pretty decent backup just in case anything happens. All right. And also for my for my for my uh, quarterback situation, I have Josh Allen starting. And then I just last week I picked up Derek Carr. All right. Just in case something happens to Josh Allen or anything like that. I, I know I have a pretty decent quarterback I can toss in there. So pretty much mm -hmm. that's what I've done. I mean, this like just to make sure that uh, um, going to playoffs, I have uh, a legitimate one and two candidate I can mm -hmm. start every week. Um, 
Yeah, I, like, I feel you, bro. Yeah, I, I really you on that. Like for me, like my game plan going to the playoffs, like I said before, is handcuffing mm-hmm. the key running backs. Yeah. Right. Uh, not to mention trying to have even like you know a backup that uh, someone that's splitting with someone have that backup if it's possible mm-hmm. if they're still available because um, COVID right now is keeping a lot of players out. There's injuries, obviously keeping a lot of players out. So you need to have a full roster of mm-hmm. people that can go slide in had need be. Right. One hundred percent. For me, handcuff key running backs. Um, you know, if ro- have roster spots available, I think holding certain defenses uh, is is very key as well. Depending on the matchups moving forward, like for me, in a couple of leagues, I have two or three defenses because I looking at the playoffs. I'm looking at who's playing during the playoffs, and I don't want to miss out on these top defenses. Come waiver wire time to pick them up if I had to. Um, so I'm I'm kind of focusing on that as well. I'm all head looking at matchups when it comes to defense. Um, and I'm handcuffing my running backs and I'm going for me personally don't have any tight ends in a lot of leagues uh, I don't think I have a solid go-to tight end in any league except for one right now which may be Eric Ebron which he's been and Hayden Hurst um, but I'm going and, and I'm grabbing tight ends with good matchups if I have roster spots available as well right and then something else I did is I went and I got a backup quarterback if not a not two backup quarterback solid ones because Come playoff time, things may happen, and you know, two two quarterbacks could be have COVID, and then now you're fighting with someone else for it. Well, so I just like having the depth on my roster that I could just plug and play guys rather than have to fight for one out in the free agency market. Yeah, um, so, you know, is that that yep. that's my that's my plan going forward. I like that exactly. So that pretty much that's kind of how I kind of built my team, especially with COVID mm-hmm. and everything like that. You want to make sure you have at least a pretty solid guy that's that's on your that's on your bench that you can yeah. just plug, that, that you can just put in your starting lineups. One hundo. Right? I'm so with right, that, bro. So right now it's not, it's not it's not just injuries that we're planning for. We're also planning for fucking COVID. Well, no, exactly. Like even before the deadline in one of my other leagues, I uh, I traded. Derrick Henry and DK Metcalf, which right now doesn't seem the greatest trade because Drew Brees got injured, but this was prior to Drew Brees' injury. Yeah. And I acquired Gurley, I acquired Robert Woods, and I acquired Alvin Kamara. But I had Mixon, I had James Conner, and Derrick Henry. And at this point, I would be without Mixon. I would be without James Conner. I would have had one running back. So I had, to, in my head, it's like, you know what, I yes, maybe I could have lost that trade moving forward, mm-hmm. have made Metcalf and whatever, put up tons of points, and Drew Brees be out, Kamara's not doing that great, but I still have the depth now to put people in rather than go and plug in freaking Frank Gore, you know, I'd rather have Gurley in than Frank Gore, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I, I'm with you, man, I'm with mm-hmm. you, so I, I, very much like, yeah, same thing, like, I didn't really, I didn't, honestly, you guys, I didn't have anybody really to handcuff, mm-hmm. but I definitely have my players that I'll plug in just in case, you know, there's injuries. You know what I mean? So, like, my bench, that's kind of what I did. I guess to answer your question, bro, what you were looking for was, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't handcuffs for me, but I at least have bench players that I'm willing to plug in also Mm. regardless of matchup. Honestly, you know what went my way as much as, you know, I love H-Town, and that was fucked up to see Fuller go out like that. It wasn't an injury. Fucking performance in Andrews Doug did it. (laughs) But guess what I have on my bench? Cooks, which I'm starting this You know what I'm saying? So... That's the thing, man. So, like, I got, you know, J.K. Dobbins on my bench. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm starting this week, but he's on my bench. And, dude, if he snaps this week, which I think he is, buddy, a lot of people are going to want to start him the rest of the way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have Taysom Hill on my bench. I'm going to have fucking um, DJ Chark on my bench. You know what I mean? I know he he doesn't had, he's maybe had six, seven good games, but, like, he's still startable. As long mm-hmm. as, you know, as long as the, the matchup is there, he's a startable guy, man. He's the potential to have a big week. That's what I'm saying. We saw what he get, did against Houston, right? And plus matchups, regardless of quarterback, man, DJ Chark can eat, right? Yeah, um, there's, you know, I got uh, Joe Mixon sitting there, you know? So I'm going to tell y'all right now. So this is my week 14 starting lineup. So I have Taysom Hill or Lamar Jackson, right? So it really just depends. I, I, it depends, man. Lamar Jackson going against Cleveland. And it really depends on, like, weather. There's a lot of shit. Like, Cleveland is, like, dog town, mm. bro. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as of right now, Taysom Hill against Philly, I'm willing to take that matchup, let's just say. But basically, I got Taysom Hill, Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, James Robinson, DeAndre Swift, Travis Kelsey, and Mike Evans at my flex. That's my starting week 14 playoff. Like, that's what I'm going for the win with. That's to solid. me, I feel like it's pretty solid, man. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. tell you right now, Mike Evans versus Minnesota is a plus-plus matchup. Travis Kelsey against Miami, a plus matchup because that's going to be a good game. And you're gonna, it's going to be one of those where 
you know, that might be the only bright spot. You know, Kelsey and uh, and obviously fucking, you know, the cheetah, man. Nobody can guard that guy. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Sipped against Green Bay. Green Bay's really good, but they're very beatable on the ground. They have been all year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We got James Robinson versus Tennessee. Same thing, man. Tennessee is very beatable on the ground. They have been all year. Justin Jefferson versus Tampa Bay. We've seen that their secondary isn't very great. Um, Cooper Cup versus New England. I mean, that can go either way, but just at a sheer volume, I like that matchup. Calvin Ridley versus the Chargers, same thing. Um, that's a volume. Then obviously Taysom Hill or Lamar Jackson. Like I just feel like at this at this point in my fantasy, you know, uh, year that I've had, this is the best lineup I can come up with, man. Because obviously injuries like and just a yeah, lot of shit good. that's happened. You know what I mean? I like it. All right, let's go into uh, our fantasy locks of the week. Uh, you know, it could be anyone you guys have, anyone you think. I mean, obviously, there's those 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 automatic locks, but throw those in there. Whoever you think is going to have, like, the biggest fantasy day this week. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll start off with you, Daryl. Why don't you lead us off, bro? So, for my tight end position, I'm definitely going to go with Darren Waller. He's got, I'm going to put him out down as a lock for the week, especially going up against that uh, going up against that Jets defense. So, so him and Derek Carr are going to have big nights today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so especially going, going going up against that, uh, just if I'm definitely locking Darren Waller, I'm locking every single Her, uh, Henry Ruggs is due for, for for a breakout game. So I'm I'm, I'm also going to throw in a lock uh, there for Ruggs. Ruggs, yeah, yeah. There you go, bro. Okay. Like I love it. I, like I love it. it. Ruggs, that's a bold pick. That's a bold pick, man. Bold prediction. So. uh Three catches, one eighteen, two touchdowns today for my boy Rugs. Um, one touchdown catch for my boy Waller with hundred and also one hundred and twenty yards. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a shootout today, and uh, well, it's gonna be a one way street there. Uh, Raiders versus uh, the Jets. Yeah, so definitely those uh, two guys are, are definitely on the uh, watch list, and I watch out for a sneaky ten to fifteen points for my boy Aguilar also. Yeah, Aguilar has been crazy solid all year. Crazy solid. Outside of like there was a game where the weather was like mm-hmm. it was remember that I think one of the last ones we one of the last episodes we did over there at uh at Jordan's at the TDS studio. Mm-hmm. Um but like didn't they have like 30, 40 mile an hour wins? Like it was an it ugly game. No, it was Cleveland versus uh Las Vegas. It was a terrible game. And it was like week 10, week 11. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was that, it wasn't that the game uh Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb rushed for like over 118 yards each. Just yeah, it was just it was just yeah, it was bad. Like yeah. no one threw the ball. Like it was one of those type of games. Yeah. But yeah, man, I like that. That's that's like bold, it. my bro. That's bold. The the rugs too is very bold. Let's go. Yeah. Who else you got, bro? You got anybody else? Me? Yeah, you mm. keep going. You got you give us tight end, wide receiver, give us quarterback, wide running right, back. So, uh, running backs. So um, I already I already said, I said his name earlier. Actually, no, I have two names for my running backs. Uh, my de- definitely starts James Robinson and Raheem Mostert. James Robinson. Uh, I don't know how Tony has scooped him up in waivers. Um, he has. I got him a long time ago. Four years. Yeah, he, he has been balling all season. Mm-hmm. He has been balling all season. Um, especially going up against uh, this uh, Minnesota run defense, who's also questionable at best. Um, him and Dalvin Cook are just gonna be running all around that field, all right? Mm-hmm. So um, definitely, Jim Robinson, uh, minimum. I I I I see him going. I, I say he's ceiling. Actually, his floor is twenty five points this game. Him and Dalvin Cook, I, both floors. This game is twenty five points. Um, also, Raheem Mostert, second game back. Um, I I definitely see um he, him also um producing this game. So I'm definitely starting those two running backs and and now for my receivers, um, I'm definitely starting uh, Mike Thomas and Jarvis Landry. Um, Jarvis Andrew, just uh, the sheer fact of what happened last game, um, kind of helped boost his confidence up a, up a bit. You know, what I'm saying that connection with between him and him and Baker Mayfield has um, steadily improving uh, throughout the season. Uh, so, um, especially today, going up against that ten- Tennessee def- um, secondary, um, mm-hmm. I definitely see um, uh, my homeboy Jarvis Landry there also having a pretty pretty big game he had a pretty big game last week also 24, 24 points uh it, well in, that's in um my espn league he put up 24 points i think we had like about seven to nine catches over 100 and um was at 40 yards receiving uh so so definitely jefferson i think he's gonna have a good follow-up game after um, the game he had last week um and then mike thomas um sorry um yeah so matt thomas so definitely um big week this week against um who Against um, New, um Atlanta, um just last just last week alone he didn't he, he didn't really do that good offensively just because they're going to against that Bronco defense right that Bronco mm-hmm. defense also that Bronco secondary is going to have a major impact um today especially uh, against Atlanta him and um, Taysom Hill are going to have a, a 
a very interesting I- interesting output today. Yeah. So, um, sorry I think for it'd be interesting uh, too, bro. You right? I agree. Pardon? I think it'd be very interesting. I, I, just, I just sure. I just feel for the Camara owners out there, man. Even myself, I am a victim of uh, <laughs> of the hype early in the season with Camara, with Camara, um, Drew Brees, and also with um, also also with. Uh, Mike Mike Thomas been out all season. I'm on the side. Camara is going to be all right, bro. Just me. But it's not going to be the same. The pro- the productivity is not going to be when the same. When Breeze comes back, he'll be fine. Week 15. Hopefully, hopefully Breeze comes back. Let's just see Week how. Week 15. Breeze will be back. He has to be. Hopefully. They're not going. They won't go to the playoffs without him back. Hopefully, he's he's really hurt, man. We'll away, see. Away. And then um for my defense, my defense, I'm definitely going. I'm taking that that call me crazy, but I'm going to go go with that Rams defense. They they have. They've been balling. They've been balling as of late, man. They've been the mm-hmm. best defense in football for the last, I would say, the last like three years. And I think this year they just had everything, just have everything together with Jalen Ramsey and them boys back there. Yeah, they uh, look good Aaron, again, bro. They look Super Bowl contenders again. Mm-hmm. And you have Aaron Donald uh, leading the pack. Uh, it all, I think that I think it all comes down to how well um, Kyler Murray and D Hub um, play today, right? So if um, Jalen Ramsey is able to hold his own out against. Um, a, a, Against uh, um, um, hop out there and then uh, Aaron, Aaron Donald and the boys in the front line able to contain Kyle Murray. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a game. Be a really good game, bro. Yeah. What about you, Tony? Give us your locks for the week, bro. Locks of the week: Taysom Hill all day against that Atlanta team. I love that it's indoors in Atlanta. Um, I love it, man. So we know weather is not going to be an issue. Um, I think we see a Taysom Hill, not like the game last week, because that was just you know again in mile high. Really good defense. We're going indoors. I think we see that Taysom Hill game we had kind of similar to his first start. He's going to be peppering, you know, uh, Mike Thomas a lot. I think he's going to run the ball for sure. I got him, uh, you know, I got his floor at like, you know, 20, 25 points, man, possibly Mm -hmm. bigger. So Taysom Hill, I'm starting all the way. Uh, Locks of the week for me, I'm going to go Cooper Cup uh, against Arizona. I think it's a get right game for him. You know, um, yeah, man. But I I think the, I think the, 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 I think the team needs like Rams need it. Like that mm-hmm. that was a tough loss for them last week, and I didn't see that coming. I get it's a divisional they game. Lost that game. They Not the lost. way they did. They were outplayed. Uh-huh. Jared Goff was terrible. I think mm-hmm. he threw like two picks in the Looks first like half. Look, they got outcoached, which is it's, it's kind of rare in a way for the and and they looked flat. The Super Bowl. Bro. Yeah, no, and they looked flat too. Like when uh-huh. the ver- it was just an ugly game, mm-hmm. dude. I don't know what happened, but I think it's a get right game. I mean, I love the matchup as good as Arizona's been. Um, their defense is still middle of the pack. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I got Cooper Cup as my wide receiver lock of the week. I think last week is not what Cooper Cup's going to do. He hasn't been doing that all season anyway. Um, and I don't think it was a Cooper Cup issue. I think it was a Jared Goff issue. Mm-hmm. But this week, Jared Goff has a lot better matchup on paper. So I got Cooper Cup. Um, other, another one, I really like Justin Jefferson a lot, but I don't want to take all, all the names. Um, as far as it running back, I'm going J.K. Dobbins. I touched on it earlier, man. Dude, the, the the Ravens as a team, I think, lead the league in rushing. Um, and I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be the bell cow. I, I think they're starting to see the light, man, is that, you know, I, honestly, I think Ingram going down is, for better or worse, what that team needed to, like, pick a fucking running back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, pick a running back. Gus Edwards is good, but he's no J.K. Dobbins. You know what I mean? J.K. Dobbins can catch it out of the backfield. He can squeeze into, you know, he, he can find space, man. Gus Edwards has had his chance. Yeah, exactly. He's just a, he's a big back. Put him on the one yard line or a fourth and inch, third and inches, fourth and inches. Oh fuck yeah, man! I, he's like two hundred something pounds. He's a big dude. Oh. Now, I like the bus. The was it the bus Gus or what do they call him? Either way, J.K. Dobbins all the way, man. Dallas is just again, uh, no. I mean, we all picked him as a Super Bowl favorite, man. Like they've had the worst luck. Then, uh, dude, they're so unlucky this year. It sucks on both oh. sides of the ball. You know what I mean? Unluck. It's unluck. It's shittiness. It's 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 everything balled into one. It's not a good. Honestly, season. honestly, they had it's no offseason because of COVID. It's not just unlucky. It's, they no, didn't, I know. They didn't but well a lot, ev- a lot. But everything you could possibly have stacked against mm-hmm. you as a team went wrong. No offseason with mm-hmm. a new coach. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No offseason. No preseason. Mm-hmm. You lose literally every single starting fucking uh like O-line lineman and your quarterback and your quarterback. And then you lose your backup quarterback mm-hmm. to a concussion. So you're playing with a seventh rounder and then. Another fucking guy. I don't even know where he came mm-hmm. from. And then you yeah, got look. At, then you got look at the defensive side. They switched the whole the, the defensive scheme around, yo, mm-hmm. with no offense. Like I'm. Then you cut like, all the players they signed. <laughs> this offseason. I'm saying. Almost. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. like, I think for a team that if like if you want to pick all the things that can go wrong for a team, 
just look at the Cowboys 2020 season mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. know why their record is what oh, their right. record is. You're right. Um, so J.K. Dobbins out of just, you know, the Cowboys, they're just fucking beat up, man. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to eat. Um, I'm going to go with my other locks. What do I need? A tight end? Tight end defense. Tight end. Obviously, for everybody that doesn't own Kelsey or Waller or Andrews, um, I'm going to stream Burton this week. I think Trey Burton is such a startable tight end this week, man. I love the matchup, too, against Houston. Um, it's just, yeah, man, I think Houston is just one of those teams where, you know, Deshaun Watson, I think there's a reason why they have four wins, really. But that team is not very good on both sides. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, their defense is terrible. And I think it's going to be one of those games, a divisional game, too. Um, I think Trey Burton's going to eat for sure, man. Um, even if he catches, like, say, four or five, but I think it's, like, high-value shit. Like, four or five for, like, let's just go 60 and a touchdown. And that, mm-hmm. dude, if you can you can get that at tight end, that's a win. You know, so I'm going Trey Burton. Um, what else did you, we need, bro? We needed a defense. Uh, Locking a defense, bro. Oh, locking defense for me. Um, we're gonna go with um, Green Bay, man. Green Bay is Philly because Carson Wentz is fucking terrible, man. But, like he's, he's so bad. I don't know how they haven't went with. Uh, is it Hurts? His backup, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So first of all, they've said they're gonna start Wentz moving forward. Now, now, did you hear Doug Peterson's on the hot seat? Yeah. Their head coach. Hundred percent, dude. When your quarterback has all his weapons back, I think this is gonna be week three now in a mm-hmm. row. And Wentz has been fucking terrible, dude. Like, when I mean terrible, he was playing better when he had mm-hmm. just Fulgham out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dude, now he's got, like, legit Jalen Rager. Ertz is back this week. Goddard, obviously, I told y'all Goddard was going to be good, man. Goddard's mm-hmm. back. And he's he's doing what Goddard does. Fucking Richard Rodgers has been pretty fucking good, man. Like, mm-hmm. and then you got Alshon Jeffrey. And, dude, if you guys watch, I don't know if you guys saw it last week. I was watching the game. And, dude, Alshon Jeffrey. He was winning his one-on-one matchup probably 60-70% of the game, but Wentz couldn't find him. Wentz didn't even look his way, dude. There was one play, I forgot what quarter it was, when, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey beat him on a fly. Dude, I was like, yo! Dude, Wentz didn't even look that way. He can't get it way. there. That's why he didn't throw it. Bro, he, he, can. he didn't can. even look that way. He and then the, get it there. And then, what, and then the shit ball he threw was just like a whack check down to the ground. I was like, yo, I don't know what this guy sees on the field, but he's not seeing the field. He's you know what I mean? All he's doing is looking at his bank account. Saying, oh, oh, honestly, man. So for me, <laughs> I, and all I, the way to the bank. I laughing. think out of just sheer fucking Wentz being trash, and I think the 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 Green Bay Packers, man. This time of year, it's getting cold. It, it's it's Green Bay Packers time, man. I love mm-hmm. I love the Packers in December and January, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. And that defense has playmakers. So for me, my strategy on defense is like, what defense? Not necessarily can give me a floor as long as I don't get negative points. Honestly. But what defenses have playmaking ability that can go mm-hmm. score on the defensive end? Mm-hmm. To me, that's Green Bay, man. They have great, their secondary so good. And I think Wentz is going to throw some 50-50 balls that I think, um, you know, I think the the, the Packers are going to come down with, man. So sure. Packers for it. sure all day. I love it. All right, I'll give you mine now. So quarterback, going with Lamar Jackson. 100%, I think he's going to have a huge game. I have him for over 250 yards uh, in pass. Two touchdowns thrown and over a hundred hundred. He's yards. only done that once this year. And eight, over a hundred yards rushing with two touchdowns rushing. Wow. Uh, I'm giving him a four touchdown game. I think this is a get right game. Four I think this touchdowns. is a huge game for Lamar Jackson. That's why I think you're silly for benching him on a Tuesday night coming back from COVID. I think he's ready. I think he's gonna ball out today. Um I know this may be out there uh everyone kind of may assume this already, but Devontae Adams, I'm locking him in as a receiver. I know a lot he is a lock at receiver. But I truthfully think today he's going to put in put up like over 30 fantasy points again. Against that Philly team, I think Adams is going to snap. Uh, my secondary wide receiver is Corey Davis. I think he has a, about a tw- over a 20-point fantasy game as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put him at like seven, seven, eight receptions, uh, over 100 yards, and, and a touchdown for Corey Davis as well. Now, my running back lock for the week is going to be David Montgomery against Detroit. I think he is going to eat today. I, I think hope he- not. I think he's going to. Because he's going against me. You're going. I think me. he's going to have over 120 yards rushing, uh, or sorry, it's 120 total yards and two touchdowns today. Um, against that Detroit defense, bro, that defense is terrible against the run. I think I know. he's going to eat, and uh, I think he's the bright side of that Chicago's offensive side from Allen Robinson. I agree. Now, tight end, I'm, it's tough. Aside from Kelsey, 
I'm going to go with Eric Ebron against Washington. I think he gets enough volume. I think he's kind of, he's more of a safe pick in my eyes. Uh, he's, he's a steady pick, and I think he's going to, he's my lock at tight end for this week. I have about over 80 yards and a touchdown, 70 to 80 yards and a touchdown with five receptions. Um, and then my lock for defense is Miami against Cincinnati. Cincinnati mm-hmm. without Burrow, Brandon mm-hmm. Allen. Uh, Miami's going to eat that fucking team up. Dude, they really I, are. They bro. are going to eat them up. You are they're, so right. They're going to have at least a pick six, and, and they're going to eat them up. I agree, man. God, dude, that it's crazy what a quarterback mm-hmm. can do for your team, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like Joe Burrow, I know they weren't winning games. But fuck, they were competitive every game, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Tough know, man, fucking... Fucking yeah! I hope he comes back, man. Because I really, I really like him a lot. I liked him coming out of college, man. He was looking so good. What a fucked up injury, man. Twenty twenty's been rough, dude. Those are my, those are my locks for today. Uh, so I think you know if you have those guys in your lineup, I think you should have a pretty solid fantasy day. Yeah, bro. And I'm going against a few of those guys you pick, so that's tough, man. All right, we got a good game. We got five minutes left uh, to go over our most overrated players. So we're going to go 60 seconds each to give our most overrated players and reason why that we're giving them the most overrated. Um, so I don't know. We'll start with you, Tony. For me, I mean, I, I, we talked about it a bit, but I think my most overrated this year, uh, you know what, man? Um, this might be kind of like a, like a, I don't want to say like, some people might think I'm crazy, but the most overrated is actually one of my players that I have. It's, it's Mike Evans, dude. Mike Evans has been... Really? Yes. Because this is the thing about Mike Evans. Wow. Is that, yeah, I know. Dude, Mike Evans, the only reason he has been, like, honestly getting double-digit points is because he scores touchdowns, dude. But in a PPR league... Like, dude, I have had games where I'm, like, literally, like, I have Mike Evans in my lineup. I'm like, yo, what a terrible start. And then he scores that fucking mm-hmm. touchdown, and he saves his fantasy day. Every it seems like every time I start Evans, dude, he hasn't had one of those Keenan Allen type of games we know he's capable of. He hasn't had a Justin Jefferson game where he's like, we're talking like eight, nine a Devontae Adams games because we saw that shit last year, remember? This year, four, five, maybe six for like 40, 50 yards, but then he'll score a touchdown. Or we saw this week, or this year's or four so far, we had like maybe 40 yards, but he had two fucking touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So to me, the most overrated has been Mike Evans because everybody's like, Mike Evans, Mike Evans. I almost traded him a few times willingly because I'm like, yo, he's literally won yeah. a couple games away where actually we've seen it actually, where he didn't score a touchdown. So he fucking scored shit points. And he Tom was, Brady went there. Everyone's like freaking out. You know? That's what I'm saying. So this is the thing, man. To me, no get me wrong, Mike Evans, like with his matchups the rest of the way, I'm starting him. But to uh, in being realistic, he has been so overrated. He's just been the red zone target and if it wasn't and this is what's fucked up with mike evans which I, i'm still scared about being the mike evans owner dude he's one week away from it's it's maybe just uh gronk and fucking ridley you know what mm-hmm. i mean in the red zone that game that or that uh that uh that game you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that that's my most overrated player man I, I know a lot of guys aren't gonna agree with that but at least from what i think i see you know when i watch these games is that man if he doesn't score a touchdown it's a terrible start I like it. I like it. Well, Daryl's gone. I was going to go to him next, but uh, I'll, I'll give you mine. Mine's going to be Joe Mixon. Uh, mm. The reason being is because I also own him. Fuck. Even last year, you know, I felt he was overrated for where he gets drafted. Every year he gets drafted in the first end of the first early second round a lot of people think he's gonna have a big he's always the talk he's gonna get this he's gonna do that but it's been proven time and time again that team cannot run the football very well week in and week out they their own line's not the greatest their their team offensively hasn't been the greatest last year this year with burrow coming in it was a little bit better but he still wasn't running the football very well and that's because they just kept giving them terrible runs as you appointed to earlier this year terrible looks yep so for me to for, to draft a guy like that that early and have him injured as much as he's been and when he's in to only have one game where he actually even did well one game bro one yeah, game for one game fantasy. like other than that one game if he didn't have that one game put a ten points that game that's like under thirty points all year you know what I mean I agree bro um, it's bad. So- I, for me, that's my almost overrated player this year is Joe Mixon. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of pissed off I drafted him, but it is what it is. I traded. I, got, I gave up Keenan Allen for him. Bro. Uh-huh. Go uh-huh. with Daryl. Hopefully he can come uh-huh. back soon. But yeah, like think about and you look what Keenan Allen's been doing. Uh-huh. And you were right on Keenan Allen, bro. You said 
if Herbert becomes the quarterback there, it's the Keenan Allen show. Mm-hmm. And that shit happened. I was right on Herbert, too. You I were called that shit. I'm you telling were you. were so right on Herbert, Before bro. he was even starter, I said he was going to win rookie of the year. This you was before right. the season even started. Yeah, no, you called it, bro. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's amazing, man. You you called it for sure. Glad you're back, Daryl. Uh, my 60-second overrated player was Joe Mixon. Uh, you know, I'm going to give you 60 seconds right now as we want to wrap up this show. So uh, who's your most overrated player? Go. So my most overrated player, I would have to say since the beginning of the season um, till till now, till everything that transpired in his uh, um, year so far, I would have to say Le'Veon Goddamn Bell. Uh, so Le'Veon Bell, um, I, I just believe that um, nobody coming into the season um, was hoping this is the player that they drafted. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, especially even myself trading for him in our league, I was hoping that I was going to get Le'Veon Bell um, from two years ago or even Le'Veon Bell from somewhat of Le'Veon Bell last, from last season. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know what coming towards this season, playing for that Jets offense, um, um, be, be getting injured, um, sitting now getting traded and also now playing for the Chiefs. Um, just Le'Veon Bell hasn't hasn't been living up to his name. So um, as a Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell owner, I've been very disappointed in both leagues, um, having him, starting him some couple some weeks, and he hasn't been de- delivering. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I think he could have chosen a better situation for himself as a player. But at the end of the day, he he wants to win. He wants to get um, some notoriety back um, behind his name. Mm-hmm. Right, um, so I I just, I just believe um him sitting out those two years, um especially we have we've had this conversation before um a couple weeks ago, especially as a running back man, your shelf life is so minimal. So you taking those couple of years off is just going to take away from your productivity on the field, especially coming coming back and playing against the, um a defense who's um who are well oiled. They've, they've been playing for, for last two seasons yeah. and everything like that. Exactly. Um, so for me, Davion Bell definitely is um a very overrated, very disappointment um in fantasy um this year. I agree. Yep. I know. That's perfect. I love it. Yeah, bro. Let's uh we got what well, we about an hour. Yep. I, y'all want to do our defensive player picks real quick? Let's 60 go. seconds, All just because right. I I feel like no fantasy show that we watch ever talks about those right, peppering points you can get. And I really like that we cover that, man. So, Jordan, I'll let you start it, bro. What, like, my, give me, what, three? three yeah, three defensive players, players yeah. Uh, for DB, every week and every, any week and every week, I'm going Jamal Adams. This guy, yeah, yeah man, for that. Point some weeks or whatever. But oh, man. Doesn't the league, big playability, though, right? Okay, this guy is a great defensive player. He's a, probably one of the top point-giving fantasy safeties in the league. 100%. Um, 100% going Jamal Adams every single week, even when it says it's a tough matchup. It ain't for him. Um, this week, I'm locking in Jalen Smith against that Baltimore defense. I think because of how much they're going to run the ball, I think Jalen Smith is going to be all over the field. I think he's going to have a huge fantasy week. Uh, I'm going Jalen Smith this week. And then for D-line, I'm going with Tewitt. It's his first game back from COVID. It's Pittsburgh's uh, D-line. And I think he's going to have a really big game. He's having a solid season already this week, this year. He's had a couple fantasy weeks where he's put up over 12 points. And that's not even with an interception or nothing. Uh, so, I mean, that's really good for a defensive lineman. I'm, I'm locking him in this. Love it, bro. I love it. I love it, man. Dare you want to go and throw yours in there, bro? Yes, sir. Uh, so, um, for for my defensive line, I'm definitely going. I'm just I'm, I'm just keeping keep keeping with the, with a hot hand. Joey Bosa, mm. man. Last yeah, last bro. game, he had a he had a a, a big out in last week. I, I picked him up in the waivers. Um, I put I put him in my in my starting lineup. He's, he was come back. He was coming back from an injury. Um, so I think last week was his second game back. Um, he had a fumble recovery. He had a couple of um. Uh, um, t- tackles for loss, a couple of sacks. Uh, he was he was just all over the field last week. So I I, I believe that Joey Bosa he's one of those uh, transcending players on a defensive team that can definitely um, take your team to the next level. So definitely today, um, even though his uh, younger brother is kind of overshadowing him, but I think today is another game that he's definitely going to um, um, put up numbers. And also, um, I just picked this guy up. Uh, Danny Tyrion uh, is, a, is a linebacker from um, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I picked him up. Um, hopefully, oh uh, Trevathan. Yeah, Trevathan. Yeah, yeah, it's a good pick, man. Yeah, He's so I, I like him. I mm-hmm. use him. On, like when I used to play Madden, he used to, I used to use him a lot. 
I'd be like one of them, my player that one of the mm. players that I control. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I picked him up. Um, he's been having a solid out all season. So uh, he he was on waivers. I needed uh, my linebacker, so I just scooped him up. Um, and also Harrison Smith, the DB from um, Minnesota. I just I just like Harrison Smith, man. I love his footwork. Good. I love how disciplined he is out there. Um, there was a play that I was watching when we were at Jordan's house. Um, just the way he was backpedaling and, and he was reading the the offensive player and he how was how he was able to adapt and react in that situation. So that. Just, just watching that alone just got me captivated as to what he can do as a as a player. I'm with that, bro. I'm with that. I love it, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, my three. So I'll start off at linebacker, man. I was actually really happy that this guy was available because Devin White. I, obviously, you guys know he's my favorite linebacker in the league right now. Um, but he's got a bye week this week. Tampa Bay linebacker. So this week I'm actually streaming Zach Cunningham, which I was shocked that he was available, man. Because if you look at his tackles, his tackle numbers this season have been through the fucking roof, dude. And I'm like, yo, Zach Cunningham's in our fucking <laughs> available our league. I'm surprised somebody just didn't stash him. He's been literally, I think, like literally mm-hmm. one of the top like top linebackers, especially for fantasy. Just because he scores points every week, man. So this week he's got he's got he's got um Indianapolis, man. You know how busy he's gonna be against Indianapolis? Holy shit, man. Like Especially with uh, Drew, uh, Phillip Rivers throwing the ball short. Obviously, we know they're going to run the ball to like two or three different running backs today. So Zach Cunningham is like my linebacker start of the week. I hope he gets me like 10 points. Because me and actually for the, for the audience out there, me and Jordan got our matchup this week. So I need all the fucking points I can get. Like right now, I think the matchup's like 46-50. Like it's like 170. It's 174 his way right now. So I need some shit to go my way. You know what I mean? First time to give you all some backstory. The first time me and Jordan played. Um, bro everybody out there i got fucking stack corrected for the loss on thursday morning like it was terrible man like it was that's how close our game was so this is like i need a revenge game man i gotta win this last time i played you i used miami's defense too and that's what got the stack correction and no but also remember you had every single um cowboys uh, yeah yeah defense defense player yeah, so like literally, I was like, the wasn't your going into that Monday night game, bro? Wasn't your percent to win like five percent? Twenty one percent. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, and, and you just came back with defensive players, like it was wild. So this is why uh, we want to cover this, y'all, because defensive players can literally win you weeks. It was uh-huh. fucked up to give y'all some more of why you guys need to like really pay attention to this. If if in your league this is an available, like you guys play defensive players, don't discount this shit. Who did I drop last week, Jordan? And what the fuck did he do? Remember who I dropped last week at safety? Oh, Chin. Jeremy. Yes. I dropped Chin last last week, y'all. Yep. And he scored 20-something fantasy points because he had two fumble recoveries for a touchdown. Yep. So everybody out there, man, do not take these players mm-hmm. lightly, yo, because these guys can win you weeks, man. I'm telling y'all. Like, some of these guys can score flex-type position numbers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some, some linebackers, like Darius Leonard, I'm pretty sure has put up more points than half of the tight ends out there yes Darius Leonard had 15 fantasy points this week that's what I'm saying and we called him man because he's going to be busy against Derrick Henry right he's busy every fucking week every fucking week big playability so Zach Cunningham to me man I think he scores 10-12 fantasy points today he's going to be very busy Uh, my line our defensive end man uh, I picked up Chase Winovich out in New England I think he one dude he's been so solid because I like how New England plays with their with their um their defensive ends. They rotate them a lot, but dude, this guy has big playability. He can, you know, he plays a little bit of linebacker too. So they like to move him around. And he's been averaging around six, seven, eight points here and there. So I was like, yo, he could be one of those guys that can give me some big plays. Um, so I threw Chase Winovich in there. Just again, out of volume, I think he's gonna be very busy against um the Chargers today. You know what I mean? And then, you know, he's got a, against a young quarterback. Just the, the the chances of a big play happening there, I think, are pretty high. And then last is John Johnson the third. He's the safety for the Rams. Um, he's going against Arizona this week, y'all. So he's going to be very busy, man, on both sides. He's going to have to obviously defend the pass. Um, we all know Arizona has two running backs that can get it done. Mm. And he also has big playability, man. So those are my three, like three, three defensive players that I think will help you win your week for show, man. Love it. Heck yeah. Let's wrap this thing up right now. Let's go watch some football. Let's go do our last minute fantasy lineup. Let's get titties, baby. Heck yeah. All right, my broskies. Well, shit, always, man. I appreciate y'all for everybody out there. Thanks for listening. It's your boy, TG. It's your boy, Durrell. Your boy, Jordan. Holla, man. See y'all next week. Playoffs. Peace out, baby.